You're listening to Niggas in Bayreuth with Brianna Hunter and Justino Gordon Le Chevalier. Ja, wohl. Ich bin gut auch. Danke sehr. Ja. <lacht> so, ich möchte Ihnen für eine wundervolle Unterstützung mit dem ersten ähm, Wagner mit das Rheingold und Brianna Hunter mit mir. No, I'm just joking. I'm kidding. We're not okay, actually no, going to do it in German. You know that I speak French. That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> my German is terrible. <laughs> And I'm a mezzo, so I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> Miss so awesome. Miss <laughs> <laughs> It would be amazing. <laughs> Look at our country right now. <laughs> It's a goddamn mess. And I was trying to avoid being here for this. This exact scenario. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but I'm not because I'm selfish. <laughs> but it would be fine so long as you were also in Rhineland. Yes. Oh, there That's we go. acceptable. I felt like that was the that was the condition that was largely missing from the calculus. But yeah. now that it's added, I fully fully agree with the ex- you with get the it. yeah okay. I do. I'm like no 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 a certain population here that is If we super all leave, true then we're just like giving it up right and like we built this shit so we gotta like right so you, like we, uh, we're saying you know what's so brilliant about what you just said what is that it is a perfect elision into the subject matter of today's podcast it, you know <laughs> because you just said that we built it which is so true it like, sure is Those like, giants. Those giants. Like, they built a fortress for the gods. They How made it... very dare he? Yeah. Exactly. I could not get over it. <laughs> And he just said it, like, so easy. Like, there was no, like, oh, maybe they're right. Uh, but I can't afford to do this. Like, he was literally like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like not. I like, know what I know what agreement was conferred between us. Um, I just no. rather not. <laughs> also, I am the law, so yep. <laughs> Self-appointed. Self-appointed. No one necessarily voted me in. This is not no. a democracy. I am your king, though. Right. Uh, and I just feel like that there is a lot to unpack there. Wagner considered das Rheingold as opposed, or in addition to it being kind of like a background story to the trilogy of the ring, he considered it a political satire, specifically um, as it pertains to the gods. He thought of the gods as being kind of like the, um, like the dismissive and entitled arist- uh, aristocrats of Germany, which right. is odd because like these, these would have been the individuals that were like shoveling money into the coffers of Wagner who could never keep money his entire life he just couldn't do it um and so it's just an odd thing i mean it shows the wealth of his intellect i think um like it's clear that but not of his pocket (laughs) not of his pocket it it is betrayed by his pocket Uh, (laughs) but like it's intelligent because like he created myth or he like he sowed myth to tell a story about a people or or about a um socioeconomic status of his people from whom he was getting 
all of his resources. And they didn't even know because they were essentially sycophants. Um, so I just feel like that kind of like low key under the table shade slight is just kind of amazing. Right. To so, me. so I think something that people are often confused about is, I guess, different ways that Wagner has been used from a propaganda standpoint. Oh, preach. So, because I definitely came in there, like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> these are some goddamn Nazis. <laughs> and, like, just, like, are going to straight up make the black man, like, this, <laughs> like, represent, like, niggas everywhere. Right. Like, to them, may as well be Jews or whoever else. You know, like. Right. The others. And I realized that <laughs> it's, like, really hard for me to separate. <laughs> The fact that those things happened, like, not at the same time. <laughs> right. Because Wagner definitely started Das Rheingold, I think, in 1853 right. or 1854. It, 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 I'm pretty sure the Nazi regime was after that. Yes. <laughs> By considerable chunk of time. Considerably. So it's like, he didn't write it thinking, like... <laughs> one day we'll rise <laughs> right at least i don't think i don't think so i mean no i all the way that i was taught about wagner right because there's definitely a lot that is problematic about the man richard a lot um and he uh, owns well, he and he owns that yes he was yeah right so we're already talking about a great wealth of problem yeah <laughs> um, inherently. inherently this is an intrinsic value of person yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh one thing that i that i found to be interesting about he the man um was that he had quite a few um important relationships like close relationships with jews um and the anti-semitism that i think is usually attributed to wagner um i don't think it's unwarranted i just think that it's also like it's what's the best word i feel like like it's it's, oh it's overextended like wagner's idea was that he didn't believe that the true essence of artistic craft as it pertains to the saxonic storytelling should be um, should should incorporate the Jews because he didn't believe that Jews were direct lines of like the old German line or the old again the old Saxon the old Saxonic line. He thought that they were essentially itinerants that had found themselves in in Germany and even if they had been there for a certain generation of time, they weren't necessarily pure Germans. So how could right. a non-pure German tell a story of Germany's? myth right you know which is so funny because we're still grappling with this yeah today like today like (laughs) i think about did you watch um did you watch hunters no on amazon okay well jordan peele produced it and i believe the director is hispanic but like the point is like it's a but it's a jewish story but it's like our story you know like it it kind of reinforces it's like it's still a story that deserves telling and like jordan peele shouldn't only have to like tell black stories sorry oh no that's to me and i i really appreciated that aspect of it and and also it was a dope show and you should watch it but like i just thought that was really um 
I, I just really appreciated that. Like, yes, like we should all be telling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, I actually think that that's a really good point. Um, I've actually grappled with that um, for a number of different subjects uh, in, in terms of like, is it because so like there is a differentiation between an appreciation for something and then a, like a blatant appropriation of a thing, right? Yeah. And Ooh, people miss that. They do. Like, I mean, granted, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It is a pretty faint line, but it is a line nonetheless. Um, And I feel like the way that you're able to distinguish between the two is by being culturally literate. And I think cultural literacy comes through the form of being exposed to as many different cultural narratives or customs or norms as possible and synthesizing either an opinion and understanding or some kind of appreciation for it. In that regard, I don't think it's possible to therefore appropriate. Um, I agree. So I do think that it's interesting that you were just talking about Hunter, um, Hunter's rather, because I, I, actually, I actually think that one of the ways, I don't believe that post- post-racial America will ever exist. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe that. And if it does, I definitely will be long and dead uh, before that happens. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? But, I will agree with you there. Like dust. Um, There's so... <laughs> we may all be dust at that point if things continue the way they are. It's dead. very true. We may all very well no, be No, we're dust. not going to see it just because it's like we got an expert right about now like rapidly rapidly approaching approaching. (laughs) i feel it in the water (laughs) i'm just hearing kate blanchett narrating our demise oh it will be narrated by a white woman (laughs) 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 sorry that hurt (laughs) totally hurt It'd be doubly so because I also really like Kate Blanchett, mostly because she played Hella in the last Thor movie, which I thought was like really good. I thought her playing that yeah. role was really good. She did that. Yeah, she did. Um, and I've never, I've never thought of Hella being portrayed that way. Um, she's usually portrayed kind of like Die Hexa Lorelei, like a very kind of like skaggish um hideous figure and that was not at all <laughs> no she was beautiful stunning actually <laughs> stunning like, yes <laughs> <laughs> give me this outfit i need all of it but i you know but like um i think you know if 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 a, if a post-racial society were to exist i think the way in which that happens is by having people who do not identify with a particular culture of, culture ethnicity or race telling a story that is tantamount to either that plight or the victory or a celebration or a commemoration of a thing that happened to another right so like a white person telling the story of the middle passage for example i think in order to tell the story authentically and correctly means that you have to ingest a ton of of uh, of information and i mean but not just that like you have to acknowledge that it's your a part of your own history that's true as well exactly like i think it comes also from like ownership of like buying into humanity sorry yeah i am in my parents basement and they tell the <laughs> landline 
and it still blessed. freaks me out sometimes. I'm like, what the <laughs> f- is that? And then I'm like, oh god. I think when I when I talked to you when I was talking to you yesterday it happened and I was shocked for like a solid second I was like what is that because I had forgotten what what a landline sounds like okay like (laughs) we used to share that yeah that was a shared a shared experience and we have lost my sister was always on the phone and she eventually got her own line line. like we got a second line when she was in high school because it was just too much (laughs) Because you know the internet was also tied to it. So right. I like, can't do anything. <laughs> okay. For those who are who are very young listening to this, and I consider I know, very young I being anyone born after ninety seven. Um, I just dated myself so hard. They're like, who's this old ass? What is a line? What do you mean? Yeah. You mean like an extension of a family bundle plan? No, that is not what we mean. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> we mean that oh, you, <laughs> you could not get on the internet and talk on the sa- on the phone at no. the same time. That was not what right. you could. And if you did, you were you had money. <laughs> right. Okay. So I feel like I've digressed. It's but, okay. So back to Wagner and his like one Jewish friend. Yeah. Ooh. Which is the equivalent. He's like, yeah, you know, he's I have a black friend, <laughs> but he's like, I have a Jewish friend. I'm not anti-Semitic. I have a Jewish friend in the 1800s, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is a step above most at the time. At, exactly at the time, like I feel like the anti-Semitic tropes um, that again are attributed to Wagner are largely what were customary for the time throughout Europe like period the end of the story right it was accepted it was accepted exactly and so i think hyper extending what that narrative means specifically um to a 20th century mindset is not necessarily that fair of a comparison i do think that there's a bit of like a false equivalency there um not just not, this is not me at all condoning anti-semitism at all <laughs> right like wait a minute <laughs> right this is not me saying like no it's okay like i see it's a shade of gray <laughs> that's not what i'm saying at all <laughs> i'm specifically saying that like contingent to the historical context in which wagner found himself living um i think the i think i actually think that if wagner had lived long enough to see a rise of someone like Hitler, um, I actually think that there would be a cognitive dissonance between the two of them. Um, because mm-hmm. Wagner's, Wagner's position was, again, this is how I understood it. Wagner's position was largely uh, based around the, the, the storytelling of German myth, is that the pure Germans were the only ones that could tell this story. Now, that similarity is definitely... Uh, found within Hitler, unfortunately, um, to a lesser degree. To a lesser degree, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> like Wagner likely did, or uh, yeah, likely did come from a, a more or less pure Saxonic line. It is clear from evident evidential records that Hitler did not. So there's a bit. There's definitely a lot of self-loathing. Uh, with Hitler that you don't necessarily find in Wagner in his works or even in his autobiographies, um, and so because he's Voldemort more, more than anything else. exactly, <laughs> more than anything else. His filthy Muggle father. Yeah, I remember when I read that book, uh, which that would have been five. Oh my gosh, no three. Um, 
Tom Riddle is introduced in book three, and then I think it's book I think it's book four. That's where it is. Book four is when you find out Voldemort's like who he is. Who was Tom oh, Riddle? Yeah, because all that stuff happens in the graveyard. In the graveyard, uh, exactly. Where his father is buried. Right. And then you the bones of his father. The bones of his mud blood father. Or his mother right. father, rather. How dare you shut your mouth? <laughs> Side note. If anybody hadn't guessed, we are huge blurred. Oh my lord! Um, like to the nth degree. I think you would assume if you're even like <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> if you've even found your way here, the title alone, <laughs> like you know, nerdy things are gonna be spouted, and you might just be like, "What?" Right, and you're gonna think that it's all non sequitur. But if you were really a blurred yourself, right. Um, you, you know, know. You follow the tangent exactly. You do. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. Interconnected. Which, which is why, like, I was so enraged watching <laughs> the Ring Cycle for the first time because I felt like it just wasn't marketed correctly ever. Ever. No, that's super true. That is like super I would have come true. running. You were like, "This is a Tolkien esque, like, you know, King Arthur slash Harry Potter crazy, <laughs> like, yeah. you know." Slash Star Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> like it's going to pull themes from every sci-fi fantasy thing you've ever read in your life. Yes. And what's brilliant about it, um, we were talking about it before, is that Wagner basically had to piece this together because it didn't the the um like the old high German lines, uh, there were like less than two hundred that 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 uh that survived and so like the old thing about like of people like generation like like yeah like those germanic lines it was only like 200 that had existed in wagner's time and so like those old saxon alliterative poems were like fragmented at best so he basically had to go to the scandinavians myths um you know so thor's people exactly thor's people in order to like and all of that stuff was amassed from like the icelandic renaissance like i think one of the one of the big guys uh snorny oh i always get his name wrong snorty sturrusen um (laughs) yeah yeah hard super hard we're in iceland now right um that's not a language i've ever attempted i once met a girl who sang carmen in icelandic shut your mouth um yeah that was it and i was just like oh okay <laughs> like i i can't correct you on a damn thing right I, that sounds right sounds go ahead great. <laughs> i actually kind of like the idea of carmen being icelandic now because i've always thought of icelanders as being like fairies um ah, i mean fairy carmen. The fairy carmen right i listen producers we're giving you we're dropping gems the tauba right the tauba common i like that make it happen yeah i mean granted i do think that like oh this is gonna be some like shady shit Uh oh i was gonna say like i do i'm going to say it Uh, (laughs) i just feel like i'm a little i have questions in terms of like how were these polyrhythms found in iceland uh that you find in carmen because carmen's obviously spanish um you're talking about musically like musically yeah oh like musically carmen Ah. is spanish yes no yes and (laughs) very much right and so like you have like a you i mean with spain you're automatically talking about an ottoman empire you're talking about moors and you're talking about romany 
or at the time they were called gypsies. So you have like a large collection of musical concepts and styles and genres that are all kind of like thrust together to give us things like flamenco, right? And so then you get like all of these like incredibly complex polyrhythms. And so I'd have to wonder how, how, how this Icelandic Carmen (laughs) (laughs) find that, you know? I'd be thinking more, again, on like, on like a, um, what's like the best way of saying it? (laughs) I'd be thinking about it more ethnographically uh-huh, if, uh-huh. If, you're just being real nice i'm about real it. nice i'm being super diplomatic <laughs> i'm hearing you like parsing it out you're like How do but I I, what i'm basically yeah. saying is from color purple who is white woman <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which was directed by steven spielberg right <laughs> which you know like, is he invited to the picnic? I want to say yes. I think so. I think that man has done we'll the due diligence. Every individual. I feel like he did that for us. Like, yeah. No one else was going to do No. It. And if they did, it was going to be an issue. However right. it was going to be produced, it was going to be an issue. It was going to be a problem. But now we have it. Yeah. To the point now, like, where my aunt, um, she will not watch anything that has Danny Glover in it. Because she cannot separate him from Hoppo. She can't. She literally I can't. I understand. So every time I she was... sees him, she's like, he can go to hell. I'm like, Thea, you know that this man is an actor. <laughs> she's like, what he did to her. <laughs> I will not forgive. It cannot be forgiven. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I think the first thing <laughs> I saw Danny Glover in was, in fact, like Lethal Weapon oh, or something of the name. like. So I never had. I was never... You never had, like, that Pavlovian association. Yeah. Versus <laughs> someone like Jack Nicholson, who the first oh. thing I ever heard, saw him play was um, the Joker. Joker? Yeah. And, and I was... I Like, remember that time period when he was, like, trying to make rom-coms? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no. Absolutely I will not. not accept this. When he was in... You... What was the one when he was in... Um are a monster <laughs> yeah you're a monster you are I a monster cackling like that laugh that like <laughs> and that glasgow smile you know like i don't i don't trust you at all so why are why are you why are you with god right now and i'm no, and i'm speaking like, and i'm speaking of when he was in that movie with morgan freeman what was it called like D- bucket list he was in a movie yes, yes. and i'm like i don't want to see you with who I can now only see as being the face of God, Morgan Freeman. Right. I don't want to see well, Joker with Morgan Freeman. No. Well, for me, it was like Diane Keaton. Like, you just don't touch her. Oh, <laughs> wow. Or Helen Hunt. Or Helen Hunt. It was like, uh, as was good Will, as it gets. With, that was, was with always... Will Ferrell, right? Oh, really? Didn't she play God in a movie with Will Ferrell? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It was, and also, you mentioned Morgan Freeman. That's like a whole other can of worms because he didn't he marry his like nineteen year old goddaughter or something. Listen. He's also problematic. I love him. He's the voice of God. However, <laughs> we're watching you. Okay, I saw the R. Kelly doc. Like Russell Simmons, I got my eye on you too. Like Morgan Freeman. What's the quote? Like, if you, live- I'm not looking away. <laughs> I'm not looking away. <laughs> I'm seeing you. I, just, I know the stories are gonna come out. I feel like I'm like I'm imagining you right now with like your index and middle finger pointed out, very similar <laughs> to Sealy. Yes. 
I see. A hundred percent. I'm watching you. That's all. And I'm going to put my glasses on. Like, I'm right. you very closely. Don't think that you cannot, that you too will not be found out. Right. Ooh, powerful. I'm just saying. I... And when a black woman stares at you to the depths of your soul. Yeah. There's something. You better know. Oh my God. I cannot wait to like for us to like eventually talk about Ajda. Like we're not gonna do it now because like I know you and I like that might actually need wait, to be what t- are we talking about? Ajda. Oh yeah. Because okay. I feel don't like don't get me don't get me I... <laughs> already because that's my girl. I know. Okay. Vaisha. Vaisha. Votan Vaisha. Erda is a black woman. She's a I'm black sorry, woman. She is a, a black woman. A hundred percent. Black woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's got kinky curly hair. She's yes. got moisturized indignation. Uh, and she has beautiful melanin skin. She is a black woman. Highly melanated. Highly melanated. I feel like every single utterance that she says, it. It couldn't be from mm. anyone that wasn't black. <laughs> no, you know the this, the read like she reads. Yes, him. and truly, she's the only one that can. Like Fricka does not have that kind of respect from Votan at all. No. Uh, well, he yeah okay. First of all, Fricka, my girl, <laughs> ma'am, madam, you needed to leave him. Yeah, I, I know that Mahala is cute. And he built you this house, but really he didn't build but it. But really he didn't. You know the other people built it. The giants built it and he didn't pay them. And he tried That's to barter off thing. your daughter. Okay. Specifically, like and, and here's who grows all your your youth serum. Yes, yeah, all your apples. Your skincare is in <laughs> her garden. <laughs> okay. Stop self sabotaging. Your expensive <laughs> La Mer skin cream is in that garden your honeycomb in those apples (laughs) and now y'all are gonna be old and dusty without her right but you're just gonna send that away i would never i could never (laughs) i could never and then that little puck man what's his not puck (laughs) Puck. because they are very similar loga like yeah but also his costume just looked like like he yeah like the guy do you remember those old like claymation Christmas movies <laughs> where like Frank Sinatra played the mailman <laughs> yeah. and there was like a like an ice villain <laughs> like an ice or villain <laughs> like that's what costume like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like who the fuck <laughs> I also think of Loga as being very flamboyant and, and I think the reason I think that is because he's the god of fire. So I just imagine him being flaming. Uh, and yes. so, but like he, his mannerisms are very similar to Puck. I mean, Puck and Loki are essentially facsimiles of one another. Um, yeah. And that is the role that he plays. And I think the reason that I like that he is the god of fire, I can't remember if this is exactly what's taken from like the, the, um, Fidrexaga, like from the from the Icelandic um, poems, um, or if it was Wagner's attribution of the god of fire to Loga, I can't remember where that is. But if it was Wagner, I think that it's brilliant because fire at, is that way. It gives you a sense of false security 
because it gives you warmth. It cooks your food. Like it provides oh. you like life sustaining conveniences, but it's also fickle um, and it, it cannot be trusted. You. Exactly. And it will burn you um, eventually. Uh, yeah, no, don't trust me. Exactly. I, I knew. I was like, wait a minute. Why are we still listening to his advice? And that, and I mean, <laughs> and that's exactly what the thread throughout all of the operas are, is that you find that Loga either is actively engaging in double speech or um, you, if you can recall from a previous opera, you realize that he set them up. And so you're wondering, 100%. like, to who, like, who... To whom do you pledge your allegiance? Is it just right. to yourself? No, he has no loyalty None. to anyone but himself. He, That's clear. Exactly. He pledges fealty to no one but himself. And he's one of those individuals who just wants to see the world burn, I think. Um, yes. Because then that's his like, little playground. Yeah, exactly. Internet. That's his playground. Loga is basically the devil. <laughs> do I talk about him? Yeah. I was literally like, okay, this is the sequence. So all of this was born out of... <laughs> the beautiful um me watching the met opera production <laughs> from 2010 of the rain cycle that they were streaming last week and i decided knowing that justino uh le chevalier um <laughs> Mille fois. Mille fois, um also known as gordo also known as <laughs> um was like oh i'm sorry is this supposed to be anonymous no we can no we yeah i I mean (laughs) if it was i would just cut it out but like i'm totally okay with it (laughs) and i'm just like this is this nigga's address (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding um dm and if you want or whatever (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) size seven um so (laughs) I decided to begin just a string of like messages to Justin because <laughs> I needed to talk about it with someone. He wasn't there, but so but I continued to write. It <laughs> you did. <laughs> Very true. It was and definitely unresponded for quite some time. <laughs> so it just kind of went like so I'm watching the ring cycle the first time in its entirety. I'm really <laughs> sad you're not here to make my commentary too. And then obviously I was just going to just go right on and do it anyway <laughs> and then i'm like number one why did they have to make albrecht a nigger for real <laughs> like we know he's supposed to represent like niggas and jews but did he they really have to cast it this way like they really went in on it like there was no attempt to like try to like dance around it none absolutely and it none. That just awful dreadlock wig awful. okay I don't want to talk about that yet. We're going to get to the hair issue later. Um, number two, why is Votan so trifling? <laughs> a white man. White. White. <laughs> With a very strong age. Oh, shit, they made the me thrill. <laughs> now I'm already like, okay, this is for the race. And then I'm like, no, wait. It's an invisibility cloak. Wait, it's a handkerchief the race? I'm <laughs> Please call props. Get them on speed dial. I need an explanation. And then they finally call it a helicopter. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, still not super clear. But he literally put like a large <laughs> handkerchief, like yeah. a schmatka, over his head. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it, became, it became very 1920s flapper. It did not look cute. Like, it was not powerful. It didn't no. look cute. Like, it just was a mess. 
And then I said, <laughs> I feel like this Logan Puff motherfucker is not to be trusted. He's not your friend. He's nobody's <laughs> friend. Oh, and then I said, why is the helmet a schmata? You did ask about the schmata. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, these were initial thoughts right off the right out of the gate. I got pulled up. I'm having trouble. What would have been so amazing is that I'm imagining, you know how, like, when you watch the proms, they usually have, like, comment uh the commentators that are off to the side and they usually yes. tell you about like here's what you're going to be listening to now from the great works of elga like i feel like i wanted us to be like stage left instead of stage right so that we could have been like can we unpack this like seriously have- for a moment I just a moment a lot i was like wait so we got a hanky on the head a of a powerful man and right. we're just supposed to believe that they're now invisible. Or... This is supposed to be the most powerful metal. Right, but... And it... he's like, look at my invisibility cloak. <laughs> you can't see me now. I'm you pretty sure that's not how this works. <laughs> I'm invisible. You can't say me. Your body's gone. <laughs> if I can't say you, you can't say me. <laughs> that's just sound logic it is. <laughs> that's so damn. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, you pulled this hanky out of your pocket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damp. It's not cute. Damp. <laughs> it smells like two-day-old body oil. Like, yeah, that's what Whoa. you pulled out, and you thought that that was okay. This is my problem with that production. There is nothing minimalist about Wagner. He is one of the most opulent megalomania, me- megalomania- megalomaniacal composers. Oh. I couldn't get that out. That was like Ooh. a hard one. Uh, that was I'm proud. Thank you. I held my breath. A little Thank bit. you. Yeah, adjectival descriptions are really difficult for me sometimes. I prayed. I prayed for you. Did you? <laughs> to whom? <laughs> that's <laughs> like it. that's very important. <laughs> there we go. Right. He's the only one who can help you. I lifted my hand in the power sign. Um, <laughs> but like you can't, you cannot reduce this man to platforms no. and light. No lights, like, like in some scenes, they it really worked. Like the scene where where Wotan and Loga are going down to Nibelheim for the first yes. time. Oh my god, I can look at that any day of the week. That was like dope. on end. You I know? was like, oh, this is like I really thought it was shit was about to be popping after that. I was like, oh, they're gonna bat, they're gonna do something like incredible, Real fucking cool, <laughs> yeah. And then it's moments like that they're like. Yep, just a dead <laughs> screen. Y'all screech. almost had it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are so close. I can't. You it, this. Oh, I wish you had seen Gote Daimahong because they also had a moment there with the Norn sisters. Um, yeah. The Norn. I'll get there. Yeah, you will eventually. I'm going to do it. Uh, wait. It's a lot to sit through. Wait, I think I might be confusing now. Where... Uh oh. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking, was it the first scene from Die Valkyrie? But it's not because that's just the continuation of the storm. That's just all the human stuff. Yeah. It was like really boring. Yeah, it is rather boring. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, there's like a sword and a stone or a tree or whatever. And right. Like, but like, let's move on. <laughs> right. Like, I need to move on. Like, let's bring back some gods and yeah. shit. And then, like, in comes Valkyries and you're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, then it's good. Like that, that music comes on. You're like, fuck it up, fuck it up. Yeah. Fuck it, up, fuck it, up. <laughs> it just it becomes trap as hell. <laughs> it really does. I'm just like, it's like, 
and you know it's so okay this is literally one of my favorite scenes of all of the operas so the scene right before then um in the previous act um it's the wanderer who is uh, who's votan in disguise disguise. right so it's the with a black eye with a black eye (laughs) (laughs) right versus the side bang that he was rocking (laughs) earlier because I was like, did they misplace the iPad? Yeah, so he, so he went from like he went from like being like death cab for cutie and or um, <laughs> I was thinking I was actually thinking taking back Sunday. I just want to uh, take you back so bad. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So you went from like that me. to then mm-hmm. like like this like punka, you know, like this like nineteen eighties punka in like right. the streets of Berlin, um, which yeah. was like really weird. But, like, that was apparently the disguise that the Met felt was appropriate. So, that is what it is. <laughs> right. Like, um, he basically is cats in boots. He is cats like, in boots, minus the saber. Without <laughs> the saber and the elegance of Antonio <laughs> Right. None of the elegance. Absolutely none. <laughs> Not a dripping drop no. of elegance. <laughs> But I was just curious. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that part in Into the Woods where it's like the old man comes. Oh, yeah. Like the narrator becomes like the old be- man. Yeah, right. He like, yeah. That's Shout true. out Sondheim. You did that. Yeah. Masterfully, actually. That's the way it should have been done. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Wait. Sorry, I won't get into it because then I'm going to go on a tangent <laughs> about how much I love that. Though. Well, I was going to say that like, so in that scene, um, he is with, um, was it Hunding? I think it was Hunding that he's with. And he's telling Hunding, he's like, um, he has now been betrayed by Brunhilde uh, because she has done the thing that he has expressly told her that right. she cannot she's do. Saved. She's right. Exactly. She saved uh, Zeklinda. And, and her pregnant ass. Yeah, exactly. And she, and for those who are not aware, her saving Zeglinda basically topples the first domino to the ultimate destruction of the gods, which is the only, the only reason that Votan knows this is because of the black woman we've been talking about called Right, because Erda predicted She called it. She called it. And she was like, you will heed these words. And he was like, I ain't scared of you. And she was like, I bet. <laughs> said, cool, I'm going to go sleep. Bet. I'm going to go to sleep. And then when you come to your senses, you know, as the world around you is crashing, then we can yeah. talk again. Um, yes. she's from the Bronx, <laughs> but not really because she's like, if you wake my ass up for some bullshit Do it. that you did, I'm <laughs> I felt that I really did in Siegfried when she was like, <laughs> why? Like basically, it was like a deep fucking sigh when he's like, he's like, wake up, I need your help, I need your help, and she's like, oh. with a sigh, and her fabulous Too deep for my young years. <laughs> That is the best. Too deep. Just for my young years. <laughs> and she was like, like she took off her sleep mask. Right. Was like, she's like, I got my head wrap on. Turned like, down her sleep number so she could get out of the I bed. Have... Okay. What? Just like <laughs> in the elevator. She's like buzzes herself like to stand in. Like, right. Can I help you? Can I help you? Okay, so let me let me get let me get this <laughs> right. She should just ha- be in the silk bonnet for the entire um, scene. Honestly, that he's wasting her fucking time. 
Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she's like, <laughs> but I love the part where she's like, let me get this straight. You put my daughter, you locked her up in a mountain and surrounded her with fire because she did. <laughs> What I told you. What I told you. Gonna do. <laughs> I can't. Like, I love her whole face when she's telling her, like, the story. Just, like, very plainly. Right. Me, try to, like, hide yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I did this shit. And she's like, oh. Like, you can see her head. Yeah. <laughs> directly into her palms. It's like, she's trying to figure out. Right. No, please, go why on. so stupid. And she's like, I can't believe I let that good dick get to me. Mm-hmm. And it did. It did. She really was. She she was duped. Her pussy just got her yeah. into trouble. Into, that one into too much trouble. Really. It did. And you know, girl, we've all been there. It's and that's the thing is I feel like we're more so seeing her own sense of like, I need some like self-introspection time. As opposed to being angry right. at Votan, she's like, no, no, no. I always knew that you were going to be this way. Um, but like, right. this she is knows- a me thing now. I need, I need some self care. Right. So then she just she goes, just back goes to sleep. Herself, right. She just goes. She, she leaves. She's like, she I got to focus on me now. She did. <laughs> oh, master. So good. God, she's so gold. She's gold. she really is. But like, we all need to be more like her. So he's like, you know, Brunhilda, she's betrayed me. She's basically, so what's happened now is that the reality of the world has broken the spear or the staff, which is the represent. Well, didn't Siegfried break it? Siegfried breaks it, but I, but. (laughs) Is he the world? Well, he thinks he is. In a way, actually, he is. um, Right? Like, in a way, he is because he, he, by having destroyed the, the, the staff, which is the law, it is order it is control right. it is it's, it's basically photon yeah it's his penis it's phallic it. uh, i mean it's definitely i've seen enough <laughs> and it has been shattered and brunilda yes. has disobeyed him uh right. and so he is kind of like at a loss right because he is supposed to be right. the god of law which means that he has to he has to um he has to basically conform the law against his daughter, but he's also a father. So he has this internal conflict. So Hunding is there. Hunding is the slave, this Knecht is what he calls him. He's like, uh, he's, uh, he's like, come here, Knecht. Um, and so Hunding comes and he's like, tell Fricka that I have failed, right? And this, the man is alive, right? So how can Hunding tell Fricka anything? And so Wotan says, gay which is German for go. And then he says it one last time and Hunding drops dead. Right. And so you, so what happens? What? Yes. It is an incredible scene. Are you sure? I am positive. This is what happens. When does this happen? This happens right before the third act of Die Valkyrie. So right before the ride of the Valkyries, Hunding is told okay. to go to sleep and he dies and his soul goes to Valhalla so that he can tell Fricka what Votan has okay. told him. And, but he's got to be dead. That's yeah, exactly. But I think it's so powerful because all he does is say go and the man drops dead. But then he has this like, he has this like if little bit, I, I wish there would be very mm. few of us. Mm. Um, so few. So left. few. <laughs> it's just 200 maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And we'd start anew. But he, so he says this 
and then Votan has like this very brief soliloquy moment where he's like, I will not be defied. And there's this big bolt of lightning and the and the orchestra goes right. mad and he tur- and he turns into lightning and he, you are supposed to see him soaring across the sky to find Brunhilde, which is why when Act Three starts and you hear the ride of the Valkyries, when Brunhilde comes in, she's like, He's coming for me. She's terrified out of her wits right. because the law is basically coming to find her. I just think that the Popo. I just feel like that scene, like that series of of action is just incredible. And the way that it's orchestrated, Wagner uses the, um, he, Wagner believed that the best storytellers were Beethoven, or I'm sorry, were was Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. And he thought that the greatest composer of all time was Beethoven. And so the way that he put the two together um, was the, the adhesive was basically just German philosophers. Um, but so he tells a story like a, like a Greek chorus in the orchestra. So the orchestra is telling us the audience, Oh, oh, you hear all these light motifs stacking up on one another. Something about to happen. And that's why when you hear in act three, you're like, Oh, here we go. It's so good. good. (laughs) And the, and then the audience goes, Hey, right. (laughs) Exactly. Then everyone gets crunked. At the expense of Grunhilda. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Girl. You should have done it, but you knew what you were doing. Um, but uh, <laughs> she did. She did. She knowingly. Yeah. She looked and she was like, "You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? That what I'm fixing to do is myself. I'm, I'm just gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Living my best life. Living my best Living life. My best life. He's my dad. He won't be. Yeah. He he's be totally fine. I'm white. He's white. We're good. Right? Oh, it's so bad. It's so like a white woman, like just clinging to her yeah, whiteness. I'm fine. Thinking that the man will not, in fact, lock right. her. It's in a pack. It's almost <laughs> in a in a mountain, <laughs> only to be freed by marriage, <laughs> by slavery. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're just gonna like offer my hymen to some stranger who might do not. Also, know. a construct. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, definitely a construct because Siegfried, because Siegfried, he, he breaches the ring of fire. That's definitely an allegory. Ah! He He breaches the ring. And not even well. (laughs) Kind of just stumbles through. Never good. You know that first time lasts like a second. Because he literally goes, a woman. Because he's like never Never seen seen a female in his life because he was raised by like a troll. He is a troll.